You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Season 5. I'm joined, as always, by Steve and Vicky. Hey, man. Hello, everybody. And we're excited to start uh, something new. We are excited. We've been looking at uh, letters to the church as last six to nine months or so and now we're gonna embark on has it been six to nine months something around what is it so what is that is that (laughs) i don't know i said six and then i was like no it's probably longer than six so it's so precise well it's all just good stuff maybe the fact checker can check it for us but you say fact checker fact fact okay good um, my fact check anyway we are in season five now, yeah, so excited. we're going to look at the the red letters of Jesus, things that he says, and you know, we we often say to you guys to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, read the Gospels, and, and, and let that uh, inform your theology and the way you live your life, so I thought that it would be good to, let's look at that together, some of the, the sayings of Jesus, the challenging things, some of them are going to be really familiar, but maybe we'll talk about them in a different light, yeah. some of them might be things that we just don't really read too often. But so we've never done the red letters of Jesus. This is a, not like a, specifically. We've looked, really at, cool. we've looked at the, uh, the letters to the churches of Revelation. Yeah. Right, we looked at those, and then we looked at like the parables of Jesus. So, there, but we didn't really look at the straight I like, like sayings where he teach, gives us teaching type like sermons. It. Yep, like it. So we're probably we're going to start today with probably the most famous verse. Verse. Bible. Yeah. Um, it would be John three sixteen. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. And uh, we're going to probably read on a little bit from there, but let's let's dive in. So, uh, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light. So that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. Well, that's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot, but um, it, it's all built upon this the same thought. So I think we gotta look at it all together. But this, yeah. you know, w- one of the, the phrases Steve you often talk about is Christian bump stickers. You know, the, the the one little verse or phrases that we pull out and kind of build a whole idea right. on right and yeah. john three sixteen has Definitely to be the <laughs> signs at a football game you yeah. know yeah. signs behind this the, the, the goal game. post you yeah. Know? yeah so when yeah. we were growing up yeah. there was a guy with rainbow colored uh, afro <laughs> and he'd go like this and swing his head he back no and forth on. swinging his hair back and forth yeah. and he was famous he, he got tickets to every famous game he's back there swinging and holding up the sign john three sixteen. yep so it's maybe one of those things that we <laughs> we've heard yeah, and we hear it so much that it loses its meaning almost, right? It just becomes veracity. We we do it by rote. So what what is Jesus really saying to us in this little section of scripture? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So 
Um, he starts at for God so love the world, and he's talking about you know Moses lifting up the serpent, yeah. and he's talking about dividing believers from unbelievers, um, and and how there are heavenly thinking and earthly thinking, just as Moses lifted up the serpent so that um, whoever believes in him will have eternal life. If you look at the serpent, yep. you look at this you know, thing he lifts up. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believed in him. And so the key here, which is repeated over and over and over, is the word believe. Mm. And every group of people from very carnal Christians, very earthly, very sin-filled, you know, like publicly just not trying to live the faith at all Christians saying they believe to the most, you know, studious, um, like rigid, legalistic. legalistic people who would wear, you know, Fundamental. Uh, dresses a certain way, hair a certain way. Right. And their, their whole lifestyle is structured as a statement of their belief. And every one of them would state this verse wow. and say they believe. And really the key to this verse and the key to this communication, what Jesus is saying is, what does Jesus think believe means? Mm -hmm. Not what do I think believe means? Because again, I'm on that scale. I could be a carnal or I could be rigid. I've been called both. You know, when are you going to get serious and live right? Mm -hmm. And other people saying you're so religious, you're so legalistic. And so I'm somewhere on that scale and one on the, this side criticizes me this way and the one on the other side criticizes the other way. So we all we all have different ideas of what believe means. What does Jesus say believe means? Mm -hmm. And you just can't disconnect these things. Anyone who would come after me. So anyone coming after him has eternal life. So coming after him and putting your hand to the plow of the kingdom of heaven, having your oil filled. Yeah branches bearing fruit taking care of the least of these there are just so many places where jesus points out where reward comes to those who believe and in all of them it is deeds they've done things they've really walked carefully to make sure happen like the lamp being full of oil in the 10 virgin bridesmaids and so in this statement Humans say believe means whatever I say it believes. It could be what Dorothy did, clicking her heels together, or saying Santa there's Claus. no place like home. Santa and, Claus. you know, it could be whatever you want believe to mean. But what matters in this verse is what does Jesus so say believe means? And he has anyone who would come after me must first deny themselves. That's a pretty important part of believe. Pick up their cross and follow me. Yeah. That's a very, very st stiff definition of believe. In those letters we read in Revelation, over and over, he said, endure to the end is what believe means. He who endures to the end. He who perseveres to the end. He whose belief lasts to their last breath. The cross is the finish line. He who overcomes. And so I think... Jesus has spelled out for us from Matthew to Revelation a very clear picture of belief. And I think the apostles demonstrated for us lifestyles of sacrifice. Peter saying to the town officials when they said, stop preaching Jesus or we'll beat you and jail you again. He said, well, if you got to, you got to. That's up to you. If you got to beat me and jail me, 
that's really up to you. But I'm going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ because that's what Peter heard Jesus. That's how he heard him define belief. Do not let government threats change how you live your faith. Hmm. And Peter demonstrated. And Paul saying to the guys who said, we will not allow you to go up to Jerusalem. They're going to crucify you and beat you and jail you. And he said, brothers, I would gladly face persecution and beatings and even crucifixion for the right to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to, the, to my brothers in Jerusalem. And see, this is belief as Jesus taught it, as the apostles demonstrated it. And so if you read this thing from a sign behind a goalpost in a football game, it's a, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe. I believe even that, that maybe uh, uh, crusades, like my favorite one of all time, Billy Graham, I think that he laid out believe, but people didn't hear it. I think people went down singing, I have decided to follow Jesus with a very frivolous decision. They wanted the benefit. They wanted the prize right. of everlasting, eternal life. Yeah. But they didn't want to define what believe meant. When you're coming down here, you know you're giving up your life. Mm -hmm. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. This is a definition of believe. You know, greater love than that you lay down your life for your brother. If you want to be great in the kingdom, you got to learn to be the servant of all. If you saw me hungry, you fed me. You saw me hungry, you clothed me. You saw me naked and afraid, and you visited me and comforted me. That's the definition that Jesus lays out for belief. But even a crusade calling you forward to an altar, the one that called me forward to the altar, did not really explain it that well. Yeah. That's why I don't give credit for being saved at that altar. I give credit for finding out Jesus is real at that altar. Yeah. And then going on a journey that is now 47 years and counting of finding out what belief means mm -hmm. and being challenged every day what belief means. And... It, it, I mean, I could go on quite a while, and I'm pretty sure I already have, so <laughs> I should let someone else speak. But this is what this is all about. It's how it's God says we must believe. Now, it goes on to say other things, but I'll break for a moment. Yeah. Well, if you go back to who he's talking to, he's talking to Nicodemus, right? which is, I, th I believe, a teacher of the law. And uh, the question was, how can a man be uh, born again? That's a real good point. How can a man be born when he's old? And Jesus is, this whole John 3.16, which I'm just starting to put together, was the reply to Nicodemus. Mm -hmm. And he said, he actually admonished him, you know, and Nicodemus is like, how can a man uh, be born when he's old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb. He had no idea um, what Jesus was actually saying. In fact, he says, how do you not know this? You're a teacher of the law. Yeah, you're a teacher. Don't even know this. How, you, how do you not know this? You know, and he admonished him. I, um, and then he went through this long, um, I don't want to say diatribe, but he went through this <laughs> long from um, six, sermon. six sermon, to, yeah, yeah six yeah. to uh, what? He started a sermon. S yeah. Six to 21 to, to Nicodemus. This is really a one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. Right. And that's really good. He comes to him at night. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Nicodemus is sitting at Jesus' feet, probably just can't even move, just uh, neutralized. Yeah. And it's a response to that. How, how must I be born again? Mm -hmm. How can I be born again? Because Nicodemus had heard Jesus and then sneaks back at night because he doesn't want the teachers and the Pharisees and whatever to see him. Right. And this is the sermon that Jesus gives to him. And, it, and it's, it go, it's, it's quite... If you read it with that context of it's a one-on-one -on -one with Nicodemus, it makes way more sense. We take it and put it out there, like you said, football, baseball, every every sporting event in the world, I think, has John 3.16. And it's just a placard. Mm -hmm. But there's 15, I think it was 15, um, 
15 lines in Jesus' sermon to Nicodemus regarding mm. what John 3.16 says. That's really good. Yeah, so. Now, he's talking, you know, he's talking to why religious people aren't believers. Hmm. He's telling them, yep. you have to believe, because he's really put these leaders down. Right. Okay. Nicodemus came from hearing him blast the men in the temple. Yep. And it's like, well, then how can we be born again? I mean, how can we get to heaven? It's like he's talking to religious people. Now, this verse has been so transformed into being used by religious people to be comfortable that I'm going to be saved. Mm -hmm. Wow. When this verse is literally explaining why you should worry about being saved and you should make sure you look into, are you a believer? Do yeah. you really believe? Does your life say you believe? Does wow. your actions say you believe? Can you, will Jesus come up to you and say, you saw me hungry and you fed me? Hmm. Will Jesus say you've laid down your life for your neighbor, that you've loved, you've become the servant of all? Will Jesus say those things to say that you are a believer and did you overcome to the end and persevere through the hard times, knowing God is good? I, I love to serve part of a sermon I heard recently that says that the, the, the person who has to question God every time something bad happens has already got a spirit of uh, a backsliding in mm -hmm. him. I mean, the backslider is the one that questions that. Yeah. The one who he hasn't done it yet, but he's about to about to. Wow. And Nicodemus is being told, "You guys have fallen away, man. You not only don't walk in the truth yourself, but you don't let anyone else walk in the truth either." And Jesus down. said that to them. Wow. And so then, so Nicodemus comes to him, and he's telling Nicodemus what believe is. Mm. And so that's what this. That's why this verse, John three sixteen, sometimes is used to really water down belief. Wow. Yeah. And it was meant to, it was preached by Jesus to say, belief is everything. And he goes on to tell them it's this It's the opposite part. of watered down. It's well, 100%, right? Is that what you're opposite. saying? Opposite. It is serious. Intensified. Yeah. Intensified, yes. Yes. So Illuminated. So the rest of this down down all the yeah. way to the last verse in 21, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. That that verse, all, the, all those verses there are talking about deeds. Yeah. Belief will be seen by her deeds. Belief will be determined by her deeds. And who's preaching that? Hmm. Nicodemus wasn't. Nobody could do anything. You're, you said to be a Pharisee. You know, they, they didn't believe that. And so Jesus is saying, everyone who does evil hates the light and doesn't even want to be around the light. And everybody who doesn't do evil wants the light because you're in the darkness and you oh. want to see. Hmm. And so... He's telling Nicodemus, if you don't believe in me, you're in the dark. And if you believe in me, you're in the light. And he's saying, believe is based, is going to be shown by your deeds. And, and he's saying that to you and me too. Yeah. You know, you're going to want to be in the light and you're going to, you, you're going to want to want to be in the light mm -hmm. and your deeds are going to determine whether you ever make the effort to be in the light. And that is the simple statement of seeing Jesus and deciding to believe in him, surrendering your life to him. Jesus came to save us. He forgave us, and he came to forgive us and purify us so that his spirit could live in us. And the idea that people don't want Jesus, the Holy Spirit, living inside of you, we are now probably where a, a large majority of the humans on earth don't want Jesus living inside of them. Don't want the Holy Spirit to take over their life. When everybody who really truly believes tells them this is the greatest thing there ever was. Wow. And they don't want it. 
to be forgiven and know you're forgiven, to be encouraged and know you're encouraged, to be, have peace and know you have peace. In terms of turmoil, times of turmoil, to have peace and to, and to feel it and to know that I'm in turmoil. I shouldn't have peace, but I have peace because he lives inside of me. And this is what Jesus came to do. And anybody at any moment can surrender their life. They can you fall on your knees right now wherever you're hearing this and say, Jesus, I want to believe in you. I want you. I want to know the light. I want to see clearly in the darkness. I want my sins forgiven me. I want, I want to be the house of your spirit. I want you to make your home in me, Jesus. I want to surrender my life to you. And I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. And you can do this anytime. Forgive me of my sins and let me know that you're real. You can do this anywhere and anytime, especially when you're listening to my voice right. right now. Just give your life to Jesus. Do a 20-second prayer. Just take time to pause right now and go, you know, put the pause button on and go and pray to the Lord and ask him to forgive you of your sins and let you be one of his children, one of his, to be his dwelling place, yeah. to fill you with his spirit. Let that be the message of your day. Let that be what you share with. And then tonight, or before you go to bed, share it with someone. Get on the phone. Run next door. Knock on the door and tell them, I gave my life to Jesus, and he forgave me, and he moved his spirit into me. My life is no longer my own. It belongs to him. That's really good. Yeah, so I wanted to come back to Nicodemus, talk a little bit more about him. So he he's really interesting in the fact that he even comes to Jesus because yeah. Jesus is just like blowing up the whole temple order by flipping <laughs> over the tables and calling them a den of, you know, turning the father's house into a den of robbers and throwing all the money everywhere. And I think, is it in John's account, he even has the whip or is that, and whatever. Oh, he, he has a whip. Yeah, it's, really scorch, of it's, yeah. it's pretty intense. He's not happy. Everybody, all of Nicodemus's friends that you alluded to, Vicky, all the other Pharisees and teachers would have been all like, against Jesus, yet Nicodemus sneaks out in the night to come and ask Jesus this question of... He was not... You know, in a, nowadays, he would have been offended. Right. You hurt my feelings. And that's where I'm going, is, <laughs> oh, you know, good. that, like, how, how, how would we respond in a similar situation? Are we willing to come to Jesus even if we don't understand or it doesn't make sense? And just that willingness to say, there's something about you... <laughs> Sorry, you guys, I turned on my Bible app and started talking chapter two. Keep going. But there's something about this Jesus guy that requires, like, he doesn't let it, he doesn't just see Jesus do these things and walk away. He has to come towards Jesus and, and get a response from him. So Yeah, his response is, Robert, Rabbi, yeah. we know that you've come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And then, you know, and then Jesus hits him with truly, you know, to be born again. Right. So if he's an eyewitness to G Jesus kind of getting a little frustrated with the, uh, the tax collectors and the robbers and the den of thieves or what you know and all the animals uh it takes a lot of um tenacity for nicodemus to do that yeah. like you were saying I, you know most people you know you you, you look at them cross-eyed and they're they're gone forever <laughs> you know, sometimes as a pastor you know sometimes people get very hurt yeah. or by the words of jesus they're very inflammatory and jesus's actions yeah. were very inflammatory yeah. would you think yeah so in today's society his you, actions were inflammatory right yeah and in today's society, you know, it's like, how, how do we have a, I don't know, I guess in, in a, in a religious society, if we, if you are part of a church and part of a movement, you know, how, how do we have a teachable spirit when, <laughs> you know, they thought they knew it all and Jesus came in and turned it upside oh, down. Geez, but often yeah. we can sometimes think we have all the answers. So how, how do we keep that teachable spirit? That's the question. I. Okay. How do we have the teachable spirit? 
I feel bad. These guys have been taught that they're right. Life, you know, yeah. they're, they're in this right place. Yeah. The only difference being, you know, that Jesus came and he didn't look anything like they're supposed to look. He's supposed to look to them. They've been told all this different stuff. They've been taught all this different stuff. Right. They're stuck in a religious place that's, that's really quite crazy. But he did come and do quite a few miracles, mm -hmm. quite a few, you know, things that legend around the area right. said who he was. And Nicodemus and the others, they many of them, they, they came to hear him. And, and Nicodemus even called him teacher, mm -hmm. yeah. which is a place Rabbi of respect. Teacher, so he's, yeah. he's, he's reached a point of calling him teacher because he's heard the things he's been teaching. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's already heard the Sermon on the Mount. I don't know. But there has to be a desire to be right, to have the truth, and a desire to admit that you may not. Nicodemus definitely had some truth about the Jewish religion, but he did not have anywhere close to the truth about what the Messiah would look like when he came, Good. who he would be, what, how you would identify him. So he was like a blind man trying to find, you know, his key out in a field of grass. He yeah. was like, and Jesus kind of held the key up and said, here I am. I'm here, Nicodemus. But then he walked into the temple and did something very crazy. Hmm. That was huge disrespect for oh that society. Goodness, right? The way that the, and and those men had you know the ability to inflict a great deal of punishment on someone doing that. They had wow. law. They had the law on their side. So how do you stay passionate or how do you stay teachable and correctable? Is that's, that's really it. You just have a, have to have a huge desire to want to know the truth. Hmm. And when faced with the truth, you're willing to say, okay. I know many yeah. times in my life where I've had to say, uh-oh, if that's the truth, then what I've been teaching is not the truth. Mm -hmm. And I have to go repent for teaching on truth and be willing to change what I believe. And before I'll do that, I want some evidence. You know, I want some proof. Yeah. And so this guy goes to Jesus by night knowing that he'll be in trouble if he goes by day, if they see him doing it. So he goes by night, and Jesus says something very radical to him. Right. He's talking to the believers. He's talking to the Jewish leaders. He's talking to the pastors of all the churches. He's got a pastoral meeting here. And, and, and that's what he's doing. And then Nicodemus peels off as a pastoral leader to say, what's going on? And when Jesus tells him, he says, wait a minute. And he questions him. Yeah. But in the end, Nicodemus uh, heard the truth. One must be born again. You must, you know, uh, all, all the things he told him. You have to believe. Your deeds are going to prove you out. Yeah. You can say you believe in God, but then to reject his son... Come on. If you believe in his son, you'll have eternal life. If you don't believe in his son, you won't. And come on. You, you're doing all these good things, but your deeds will not prove out for your salvation if you reject God's only son. Hmm. And it's, I believe that what I, what I think is true is that a person has to want the truth. And admit they may not that they may you know they they they're willing and admit that they have believed not right yeah. religion. So you can teach me. You can come and question anything I believe, and I will listen and I will evaluate. I am not stuck. I don't have my flag set on anything I believe. What I share on this podcast is what I truly believe with all my heart is true. But if it turns out to be wrong, I will apologize. I'll lay it out for you. What I said was this, and that is not right. What, what God has shown me is true is this, and I'm ready to be 100% changed what I believe based on what is true. Hmm. 
And I don't think that was the case with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the rulers and the lawyers and all that. I think they had their position of wealth, they had their position of prestige, and they didn't want this whippersnapper Jesus coming in and preaching some message that caused mm -hmm. them to have to renounce and reject what they are and who they are. Right. But Jesus is saying you're going to have to drop who you are. Yeah. You're going to have to give it up no matter who you are. And only those who believe and walk in the light are comfortable in the light. Right. People who walk, you know, people who walk and do evil deeds are not going to be comfortable in this light. And so we have a lot of light around us where people doing evil deeds are comfortable. And I think those are the ones we want to say, oh, well, we got to change because our light should be making those people really uncomfortable mm -hmm. to be with us. That's good. And so we want to keep changing, increasing our light, going after more, going after his presence, the revelation of his love, the revelation of his spirit. We want to keep bringing it in and keep going after it. Until we can define believe the way Jesus defines believe, to where we see the fruit of that belief be what Jesus says the fruit will be. And Nicodemus just wasn't seeing that. And their country was in total chaos and total disarray. And Jesus has come with this message of peace and love your enemies and turn the other cheek and all this stuff. And so that's, I think, how one stays hungry, stays correctable, teachable, moldable is he has to want to know what's right That's really good. and not stand on what he thinks he knows. Mm -hmm. But everything he knows has to be on the table. table. Teach my, take, if there, search my heart, O oh God, and if there be anything in me, you know, help me get rid of it. Mm -hmm. That has to be. And if you don't have that heart, that attitude of teach me, uh -huh. correct me, help me, mold me, Lord, um, everything I believe is on the table. Yeah. You know, show me where I'm wrong. Heal my wrong thinking. If you don't have that, I'm not sure that you will be teachable. You're going to be stuck, and, you, and what people say is just going to bounce off you, and you're not even going to hear it. Wow. Nicodemus heard it and went and sought him out at night. And I wonder what he lost. I mean, you know, I imagine Nicodemus was rich um, and powerful. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what became of him. Is he, is he, does he come show up later in? Uh, does he show up? I've heard accounts that he's involved in the death? with Joseph and Arimathea later, where he yeah. they coincide to get the body of Jesus. Yeah, There's stories so, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder what became of him yeah. if he was able to do it. You know, we able to walk it out because yeah. it, because the, like we talk about, the prince of this world was was at, at work back then in the Pharisees, mm -hmm. Sadducees, and we often give them a very hard time. Mm -hmm. The religious, but it's. I think we've got to be careful because of what Steve said, the teachable spirit. I think sometimes we just, we know what we know and we don't want to know anymore. Yeah. And, and it is, we're really not studying to show ourselves approved. Yeah. You know, so, and honestly, to, to Nicodemus's credit, he did. He did. Yeah. And it's interesting, like even, what I love in this, this story is, you know, it, it, Jesus says, for God told the world that he, he gave his son so yeah. that he believed him could, would not perish but have eternal life. He came to save, not, you know. And what's interesting is that the the Jews of the time, like, they had their religious system, but it wasn't going well for them. <laughs> like they, they'd been invaded. They'd been, you know, they were yeah. under um, the rule of the Romans. And they, you know, everything, nothing, wasn't going well. had, hadn't heard God speak to them for hundreds of years, yeah. right? But so things weren't working out well no. yet. However. <laughs> they wanted no. to hold on to their way. And However, I, right? And I, I, I've been there myself at seasons where... The writing's on the wall, yet I'm gonna I want to hold on to what I <laughs> <laughs> what I think I know. Yeah. And that's um 
you know it's it's insanity really right doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result which is yeah. what they did and just um nick demas's willingness to be like wait this guy there's something about this guy i need to find out what this is and maybe for some of you listening that that's where you're at that the writing's on the wall like thing you, you, things aren't out. working out in your life and your faith and your belief you're not happy and i just encourage you as steve was earlier stop drop to your knees and come before the lord and ask him to reveal you who he is yeah. and ask him to show yeah. you his plan because yeah. nicodemus did and things began to change for him and other disciples we see through the stories you know they 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 changed and their lives were forever made different because they responded to him yeah. um let's make sure we be- yeah. remember that believe is yeah, what believe. yeah believe the definition of right. believe yeah so good and don't settle on your definition yeah. No. Be willing to go further up and farther in every day learning what believe means. Jesus clearly says believe is not an emotion right. or an acceptance of facts. It's, it is what a man does with his life, deeds. says whether he believes. And in these verses, it really spells out that a man's deeds, deeds. will yeah. reveal whether or not he believes in the light. It's good. That's really good. Just let's not forget that that's yeah. the message of John 3.16 and all the way through 21. That's, actually- that's what he's saying. And uh, let's believe that. That's really let's, good. let's remember that. And what I wanted, and to that note, what I wanted to do before we close was just point out too, for us to discuss for a few moments, this idea that, you know, I hear John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, He did this, and it kind of is often used as a telling us what God did, and then we just say yes, and there's no. That's it. There's no response We're anymore, done. right? Yep. Right. And what you're saying at the start, and what I, you just highlighting then too, is that it's. God did his part, but now we have our part. God, it's everything in Christianity right. is God did. Yeah. God now does. we are supposed to do, yeah. then God will do. Yeah. That's exactly right. I, that's so true. So can you just expound on that just for a Well, everybody yeah. thinks God did, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. That's and so we just say we accept yeah. what he did. Yeah. But the truth is, everything promised in the Bible is based on what we do. If I believe, the way Jesus says, I will get this. So it's God did, I accept what he did. I go out and I respond to what he did by doing. And by doing, God then moves about. He joins me. And it's the saying that God, um, I can't do anything without God in me, with me. Joining him is how I get things done. Mm. He won't do anything without me. And so everyone says, why is the world going to hell in a handbasket? Because not enough people in the world are joining God to do it with him. Because he won't do it without him. Mm. He won't save the world without you. Wow. He won't save your neighbor without you. He won't save your brother and sister without you. But you can't do it without him. And so it's, again, that ideal that I've invited Jesus in my life to bless my life and for him okay. to go with me, and that's okay. just not the way it works. It's I've invited Jesus into my life so that I can join him in what he's doing, and he won't do it if I don't join him, and I can't do it if I don't join him. And so that's what we're talking about. That's the definition of believe, in my opinion, yeah. that I surrender my life and whatever he says is okay. I'll go where he sends me, come where he calls me, do what he tells me to do. Wow. Lay down my life for my neighbor. Not my favorite thing to do is the idea of picking up a cross and following mm-hmm. him, but following him is my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. So with a cross or without it, it's my favorite thing to do. But he says, I got to have a cross, so let's go. Let's roll. That's what we're doing. Because he says it. Here I am, Lord. I'm with you. Yeah. I think that's such a that's such a salient point is that I think a lot of us ask Jesus to join our lives. Yeah. Come on, you know, like when you ask Jesus into your life, 
okay, we're, I'm going to go where I want to go, do what I want to do, and I want you to just rubber stamp and approve yeah. of everything I am and everything I'm doing. And I think it's incredibly opposite of that. It's like, you know, you joined his life. Mm-hmm. Where's he going? What's he doing? Um, I had a conversation today at lunch regarding, you know, generosity. And it's like there's been a lot of um, need and asking for money. And every time you ask Jesus, well, should I, should, should I give? His answer seems to be yes. Mm-hmm. And in our natural, no, that, that would be not because I have to save my money or whatever. But it's I'm not in my kingdom. I'm in his. Mm-hmm. And, and the kingdom, he says, my kingdom come on earth. Well, that means in me. So joining, you know, joining what Jesus wants to do, I join him. Yeah. And Nicodemus had, probably had the opposite with the ruling mm-hmm. party. He just, pro- you know, he probably wanted it opposite. And then all of a sudden he just, and Jesus just was really thorough with him. Yeah. I don't want Jesus to be that thorough with me when he sees me. <laughs> I want him to say, well done. Yeah. Vicky did well good. Done. Well done. Yeah, so that's really good, guys. So this is this is season five. We're season gonna be look, five. Looking at these sayings, Jesus. I that, like it. You know, maybe we've heard a hundred times, thousand times. And well, that <laughs> one was that one was revelatory yeah. for me today. Yeah. Is this the bumper sticker season? Something like that. Oh, we should call it bumper season. <laughs> that's what we should call it. The season of bumper stickers. That would get people to listen. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but maybe some of them will be maybe lesser known sayings too. But it'll, but we're gonna look into what he says and how do, awesome. how do we respond to that today? How does Christianity? accept that and apply that to our society because often we we say the oh that that's what he meant for those people then but what does it mean for us same, now same yeah so let's uh, thank you for joining me as always and have a great week thank you for listening to us and we uh really appreciate it please share this if you think this message will um encourage somebody or challenge somebody or help resonate them. resonate with them mm-hmm. Good word. I like it. <laughs> I, have a, I have a phalanx of words today. Yes, Vicky's got a vocabulary. Story. Maybe yeah. she's been reading a, thesaur- a thesaurus. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.